Welcome to the Go To Thrive Podcast, the place to inspire people in the workplace and go to thrive. Mary Jane Roy and Vivian Aqua want to make happiness the new norm and offer solutions to create higher engagement in the workplace. Our Go To Thrive Podcast guest of today is Marge Blyleven. Marge is a digital community expert, founder of the We Love Communities, and author of a recently published book with the same title. She speaks about how communities and networks strengthen both individuals and organizations in this fast-changing digital world. Hi, Marge. Welcome to this podcast. Can you tell our audience something about who you are, why you're doing what you're doing? And we usually ask people, share something as well that we wouldn't find normally on LinkedIn about you. So Mary Jane and Vivian, thank you so much for being here. I really like being a guest at the Go to Thrive podcast. Thank you. So uh, yes, my name is Marge Blyleven. Um, I'm absolutely passionate about communities and online communities in particular. I'm a digital community expert, uh, author and keynote speaker and have been building communities uh, since 2000. So almost two decades uh, for, uh, among others, Endemol, uh, KLM, Dutch Postcode Lottery and Schiphol Airport. Uh, so those are big brands, but I'm also very passionate about diversity and inclusion. So I'm founder of two smaller online communities. Um, one is called Include Now is a community to uh, get more diversity and um, inclusion in the creative industry. Uh, in the Netherlands, both in the work that we make and the people who work in our industry to get them more involved. Uh, the other one is Women Talk Tech to get more female leaders on stage on innovation and tech events in Europe. And besides that, uh, as Vivian mentioned, I've been very busy this year uh, writing on my book every single day from six to seven in the morning. Um, and I'm very happy that... I mean, we're recording this podcast. It's not yet in stores, but it will be in a couple of weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yes. And then something about me, which is not on LinkedIn, right? Okay. Maybe it's nice to share that I'm, besides my passion for my communities and of course, spending a lot of time with my family, I really like doing kickboxing. That's what you don't find on my LinkedIn. Um, it makes me really happy. And I've learned a lot from kickboxing about setting boundaries, listening to your body, about strategy, and about working together. Because you're really, me and my partner, Pauline, we really work together. And together we grow. And that's what I really like. And that's also part of uh, communities, of course. So that's my small community with my kickboxing friends who I'm a part of. Okay, nice. Thank you for sharing that. That's very that. cool. I also love kickbox. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, maybe we can go together sometime. Yes, definitely. Can you share one of your favorite quotes and why does this quote resonate with you? Yes, of course. So I think my all-time favorite will be uh, a quote of Oprah Winfrey. And she has a lot, I know. But this is my favorite. So it goes like this. Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. And I, can't, I couldn't agree more on earth. So you all know what happens when you talk about your favorite subject, right? You get this sparkle in your eyes, which others immediately recognize, and it's fun. 
And if you focus on something where you're very passionate about, you get a lot of energy and it's really nice. So yeah, that's my favorite quote. Thank you. That's a nice one. And I can, it resonates with me as well. <laughs> I'm, Good. Sure, I'm sure Vivian is. Uh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Even doing this podcast, I am energized. <laughs> yeah. I, I think from everyone, we come away with that, don't we, Vivian? Yes, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marcia, why should we love communities in the workplace? I think we should love communities at the workplace because communities are great to connect with each other. If you use uh, the power of communities to connect with each other, also in the workplace, you can achieve more. So you can learn from each other, you can support each other, which makes your uh, work more fun. Okay, but how, how would that be different than my team? Um, if I'm working in, a, in an organization, uh, how, would that, how would that work um, as far as, or what, what is different about that than being part of a team? Um, or is it different? It, it can be different, but not necessarily. So if you're a team, you can be a small group with the same passion. Well, maybe it's good to, to take a step backward and, and you know, uh, share what I think is the definition of a community. Please do, yeah. So what I think is the definition of a community is a group of people can either be a small group or a bigger group who share the same passion, concern or, concern or ambition and like to talk about that with each other, to communicate about that. Because together you can achieve more and you can achieve as a group, you can achieve things you would never ever achieve as an individual. So within a company, you can have a team, even a small team or bigger team, which you can see as a community because you work on the same thing, which you are passionate about. You like that. You like to share experience with each other. So you grow as a group. But you can also see it bigger because within the whole company, there are different people on different levels and they can still connect with each other. So maybe it's a good to give you an example so it's not fake, it's more clear. So for example, two years ago, I was responsible for all the communication about the digital transformation of Schiphol Airport. So at Schiphol Airport, there are a couple of thousand people working there. And you can imagine that some of them worked there for over 10, over 20 years. And when you're in a digital transformation, where when you're in the middle of a change as a company, a lot of things happen. And if people are not really into it, it's hard to drive a change. So what we did is we, we made a strategy and that, that was my part. Like how can we get all those people on board? So we started an internal community on a, on a, on a digital platform. So online, but also offline. So we organized bi-weekly demos where people could see what was happening on the digital world of Schiphol and, and which transition were we at. So a lot of demos. But then we realized that there were a lot of people not going there and they were not on board. So what we did, we did research. So it's good to realize that at, as a company as Schiphol Airport, you have people at headquarters and they're totally different people with different favorite channels than the people in the operations, right? But we wanted to, to reach everyone. So what we did is we, we made a summary. We made an online summary, but we also made prints so the team leaders could spread it in the operations. And we asked our co colleagues, like all of them, what would you like to know about digital? Could be anything. Could be... 
artificial intelligence, but also how to update my social media profile, but also uh, the latest digital trends. And what we did is we really listened carefully through our um, internal community, you can call it like that. And we organized a digital week and made sure that every need for information was in there. So there was for everyone there was anything in there which they liked. And we also made sure that we got a buy-in of the board, so on the highest level, so people were allowed to, to take off uh, two to four hours to go to these sessions. So it was really high priority. And then what we realized after that, that when people experienced the benefits of digital, and they had fun. There was a special like escape room, for example, for our Schiphol employees. When they saw it was fun and when they were connecting with all these different colleagues, so not out of their team, but like all colleagues, that was much easier to drive a change because people experienced the benefits, they experienced each other, they knew each other more. And after that, it was much easier for us to communicate. And it was such a success that Schiphol decided to do this Digital Week every single year. So that's a good example of an internal community, I think. It's a really good example. It helps, it helps put it in perspective for me in a way that I hadn't seen it before. So thank you. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Marcia, what can organizations learn from Facebook group communities? Good question. I think more than they realize. So Connecting by using an existing community as Facebook or an existing platform is easy and it builds confidence. So if you're already familiar with a system, you can start with small steps. Community doesn't have to be big. You, you can have a small community. You don't need a big budget. Just a nice idea, some like-minded people is enough to, to, to build a successful community to connect and achieve more. So. I think that that's, that's what organizations can learn from Facebook communities. Would the yeah. same hold true, Marcia, for like with LinkedIn, for example? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I think nowadays, well, um, I don't know if you know this, but Facebook decided two years ago to change their mission, which is a big thing. So they changed their mission from connecting and bring the world closer together to meaningfully connect through communities. So their focus is totally on communities from Facebook. And because their focus is on communities and on groups and uh, to, to help communities um, explore and grow uh, and activate them, they are developing very fast, a lot of nice tools to, to use in these groups. Uh, for example, you can go live. Uh, well, there, there are so many different things you can do in a Facebook group. What, um, what, what I'm hearing you say is you're challenging LinkedIn to do that. I am. I am. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's good that you mentioned it. The yeah. thing is, I know nowadays that Facebook groups are more active than LinkedIn groups. That's what I hear all the time. Like I have a LinkedIn group, but uh, there's not really activity and I don't know how to get this like active like a lot of people are in there but I have to say that LinkedIn is now also catching up and developing more mm -hmm. they should they should because they should uh, yeah 
because LinkedIn has a long way to go when it comes to, you know, adding all those stuff that Facebook groups have and the way that they make the group interactive. So I hope, and hereby I challenge LinkedIn as well to change up the things. Yes. Groups. Yes. Yes, because that, that, that's, that is logical, right? I mean, I'm running two online communities in a Facebook group. I started in a Facebook group, but they're professional communities. So it's more logical to do it in a LinkedIn group. But for both of, both of the communities, we decided, because I'm not running them alone, I have partners for that. We decided to do it on Facebook because it's more easy. Okay. Now, March, I think you touched on it with something that you mentioned uh, even about in the small group with you. And I think you mentioned uh, your partner, Pauline, uh, in, the, in uh, kickboxing, but how you can grow exponentially, I think, uh, in a group. But how can communities help people become the best versions of themselves? If people feel that they're part of a bigger group, part of a community, they feel supported and seen. They feel safe. Uh, to be who they truly are and therefore they're happier and if people are happier in organizations they also perform better yeah and I guess an example could be what you mentioned with Schiphol uh, how the fact that from all different layers that people coming together and that's what allowed that uh, message to to uh, grow within within the organization absolutely yeah, yeah. okay and I think and also a, an important fact that regarding when it comes to change, we people, we, we don't like to change, especially when it's something that we don't expect or don't know the outcome. Uh, you don't have to advertise for this because they are utilizing that community to spread on the good word. I see that as... Um, uh, an advanced level of ambassadorship, especially nowadays, which is really the um, the holy grail within companies. Absolutely, absolutely. Ambassadors are the most important. It can it can be either your employees who are your best ambassadors, but also alumni. So we talked already a little bit out. Okay, what different communities do you have? Well, there are so many different communities, and um, one of the the Actually, I think the most important uh, community for an organization uh, is the community of employees because they're the heart of the organization. And if the internal culture is good, then you can, you can spread the world and show the world that it's really nice to work there. And the same goes for alumni. So be nice to your people. And if you're nice to your people, even if they leave, they're still very positive about your company. So a good example of that is Albert Heijn, the supermarket. So their challenge is that people who work at Albert Heijn, they're young and they're, they work there mostly, uh, they start working when they're 15, 16, right? And uh, they, they help building the, the, the shop up or they're at the, the cash shares. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I was searching for the word. So what you see is they, they only work there for a short period during their school, sometimes even when they're studying, but most of the time where people study, they move and they go work somewhere else. And what Albert Hein has, and it's a very simple Facebook group, a Facebook community, which is called 
working at Albert Heijn, then in Dutch, of course. And there are all people in there who work at Albert Heijn. And via that community, via via, they, they recruit new people. So on one hand, it's really interesting uh, that communities can, because you have these ambassadors, you can actually uh, hire new people through a community. So that's really interesting. But the other thing which is really interesting, because it's such a, such a strong community and because people have such a nice experience and it's most of the time it's their first job and it's really nice and they learn how it is to work for a boss, et cetera, et cetera. They keep on connecting with each other. And when they leave, even if they're not working at Albert Heijn anymore, Albert Heijn stays their favorite supermarket and they love to buy there. So they're your biggest ambassadors and that's the alumni. So yes, that's really important. So you shared previously why an organization needs to have a community, but can you also share your thoughts on why organization needs to strengthen their communities slash their teams? Absolutely. So communities are very powerful and strengthen us as a whole because of the ability to learn from each other and to learn faster. So that's really interesting for organizations. Um, I think it's also important because of the change. So we definitely should love communities at the workplace, at companies who are in the middle of a change. Like I said, for example, Schiphol. But nowadays, honestly, almost every organization is in the middle of a digital transformation. So if you get internal people on board of a digital transformation, and if you are able to understand their needs and desires and really listen to them, you will get the support to change because you involve people early, uh, they feel more connected, uh, you build up more credits, and because people are involved, they know you are doing your utmost best, even though it's not always giving the best results, it's work in progress. So people are more patient, they listen better, and they really want to be part of it, so they help you by giving, for example, valuable feedback. So my advice to organizations will be invest time in your internal community share stories, uh, focus on adding value and support people because only uh, then you will be able to create ambassadors for life, like the alumni, for example, who will be positive about the change, but also positive about your company. So if the internal culture is good, it also attracts new talent, which is extremely important now in the war on, on talent, which is going on right now. So uh, yes, through, through work with numerous communities, um, such as Schiphol Airport, for example, uh, I've learned time has never been better than right now to leverage communities in order to achieve, maintain, and grow our business. And that really starts internally. So it's, it's that, and it, I think it also helps in terms of thriving workplaces because it enhances social relationships, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Marcia, can you share with us why do you feel storytelling is an important ingredient for a thriving community? Absolutely. Actually, it's a very simple uh, answer, Mary Jane, because it works. Like what the, yeah. I like those kinds I mean, of answers. Yes, I mean, facts tell, stories sell. That's not that. That's a, a saying. And of course, well, like I just mentioned about kickboxing, right? Like, what do you don't know about me? You cannot find on my LinkedIn uh, story. So if I tell you a story about kickboxing, 
I can also explain the power of digital communities. Like, for example, I can, I can share maybe a little bit more about that to, to tell you what I mean by that. So mm -hmm. please do. A digital culture where we all are on our own personal devices, it can greatly augment loneliness. So achieving engaging communities not only counterbalances it, but these are also doing something else. So they're creating very intentional groups of people who are truly and actively in our corners, making us more meaningfully connected and supported in our, in our endeavors. So it's like kickboxing. Now, as I mentioned, it's my favorite sport. I practice for, well, almost five years now. And at kickboxing, you train very hard to win, especially when you, do, you really do matches. I don't do that, but I also very hard to train to win anyway. So you, you have to make sacrifices if you really want to be good. You have to practice a lot to stay ahead of the game. If you want to win so in the boxing ring, um, you can use your strategy to be better than your competitor. But he's strong and experienced too. So ultimately, it's, it's our own individual match to win also in an, in an organization or in an environment. But like many of us have experienced with sports, if the crowd is cheering your name, uh, you find strength you didn't even have for the win. So as we go through our careers and life individually, we all need people in our corners to support us to win the battle. Because society expects a lot of us. A lot of people get burnout or in a work, uh, we need to score all the time if we want to keep a client or keep our job. And the great, the great news show on social media can also feel bad and, and lonely. So a community of people who really believes in us helps us to succeed big time, both in our private life as in our work environment. And storytelling is really, really important part of that because people can relate to stories. Thank you. Yeah, makes sense. You are also talking about loneliness at the workplace. Do you have a feeling that it's uh, common nowadays? Um, I don't know if it's common, mm -hmm. but what I, what I do know, because I'm, uh, I'm uh, not an employee for like years, I'm not working for years at a company, so it's for me maybe a little bit harder to relate to that, but what I do know is that a lot of people feel lonely and everybody wants to belong to a group of people because that's, that's in our DNA, that's how we are, who we are, so I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there are a lot of people, there's an urge to connect. And if you cannot connect with people within your environment, within your company, I think then people can be really lonely. Yeah, and they eventually might leave or end up in a burnout or maybe a bore out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Connecting is, is key to succeed in your work, to be happy in your work. Absolutely. Maybe we can get some, some interaction with the listeners on this one once, once we've posted the, uh, the podcast. It'd be interesting to yeah. hear back from people what mm -hmm. their experience is in the workplace. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for adding that, Mary Jane. Can you share any predictions about the future of communities at the workplace? 
Absolutely. So what I think is that online communities are the big secret behind the growth and succeed, success of many companies and social movements, but also many companies. Because the, the, the age-old way to create connectedness, solidarity and trust is also the ideal way to build and maintain relationship and to get to know each other better in an appealing way. So a real authentic way. So not fake, but really, really strong connections. And I see that more and more people are leveraging the power of their communities. So not only within organizations, but also worldwide, so broader, in order to stay relevant. And I really think this is a trend. So both internally in organizations and externally uh, by, for example, uh, keeping connections with alumni. I think uh, this will be more and more important now, but also in the near future, because we all want to belong somewhere. And how do families fit in? Because we're talking about the people who are working there, the people who, are, who left the organization, but... So, Marcia, uh, do you see also a place for building uh, communities for the families of employees? And maybe in particular, when we think of international companies, uh, where a lot of expats are here with their families. How, how can that help support the organization and the employee? I think that's a very relevant question, Mary Jane, because we talked about happiness in your work and we talked about true connections and we're all part of different communities. So we're part of communities in our private life and we're part of our work community and even within the work you can have external communities and internal communities so you see that if you connect these dots within all these niche communities to say so then it's get even stronger because if you include families for example on a yearly day or maybe even a monthly day or bring your kids to work day you see that um the family um really sees what's happening within the company so they know better what's going on so it's easier for them to support it because they see how it works and also the other way around if colleagues see like who's your family if you have kids who are your kids then they um understand better when one of them is sick and you have to go home and work from home. So I think both ways it's really important that you mix private life and work life together. I mean, it doesn't have to be every day, but it's, it's, it's better for the work-life balance if, people, if your family knows where you work and who your colleagues are and if your colleagues know who your family is. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, I've seen in organizations where, you know, they've got a wall filled and everyone can put up pictures of their family. Uh, uh, another organization, and I won't mention names in this case, but they had where a parent could come, parents could come and see where, yeah, uh, their children, <laughs> adult children, of course, mm -hmm. are working. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it really adds a lot to to the 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 feeling of belonging. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Definitely. absolutely. I actually, a funny story about telling stories. I, I brought my daughter to my work yesterday, like literally yesterday, because I had a meeting and uh, I wanted to take her with me. And my two colleagues there, uh, I have to say the culture is amazing in this company. So that really helps. But they were very supportive. They were 
asking questions with her. They were really connecting with her. And today, uh, my my manager was texting me like, "Oh, you have such a nice daughter. Maybe we can organize uh, bring your kids to work day uh, somewhere in these holidays because we're recording this in the holidays." And I think for me, it's so nice that that they like my daughter. And for my daughter, it's also nice to know who my colleagues are. Um, Yes, it's, it's, it, it feels good and it even makes me happier about the company who I help with community building right now. It's a startup because the culture is so good and it's totally fine to bring your kids sometimes. True. Great example. Definitely. What is your vision for creating a sustainable, thriving workplace? So I believe that leaders who dare to invest time money personal attention in community building and diversity we haven't talked about that but diversity is extremely important for that i think they will be the ones positioned to innovate attract the right talent and successfully drive a change with a sustainable thriving workplace as a result wonderful i totally agree yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Great summary. And is there a question, Marcia, that you'd like to ask us? Yes, of course. I'm curious which community you're part of. That's an easy one, right? I don't Gosh. know. Yeah. What's I'll your favorite it's... one? What's your favorite community? Oh, the, the favorite one is, uh, <laughs> I think, for both of us. <laughs> and we can do a little plug for it. Yeah. Yeah. In Amsterdam, that's where we met, where Vivian and I met. We're both members there, and uh, very active members. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the the network for us, and it also is supporting diversity and inclusion, which is another aspect that I know marches is, is close to your heart. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, gender balance leadership, uh, and I think from what from what I know uh, about. Um, include now I think is that the other yes question? yes include now that it, it, you're focused on on getting more women uh, visible in the media aren't you um, is it only media or is it other areas um, now it's a bit mixed up so include now is to get my more diversity and inclusion in the broader sense so not only women but also cultural background color religion health, age, mm -hmm. in, in, in marketing, communication, media, and advertising. So it's, it's, it's broad, absolutely. Okay. And the other one, and I think maybe you mentioned that one, mm -hmm. is Women Talk Tech. And that's to get more women on stage in international uh, innovation events. Because I think we can't be what we can't see. And we really, really need strong role models for our daughters uh, to choose a, a, a job which they like and they can see they can be whatever they want to be. True. Absolutely. True. Yeah. Thank you for that and, uh, and for the question. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Marcia, for sharing ways employees and leaders can begin to create communities at the workplace. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast. I really like talking um, about my favorite subjects with you who are also indeed close uh, or passionate about things that are close to my heart too. So thank you very much for the invitation and You're can't wait to share it with my network. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. You're welcome. And, and to our listeners, if you have any questions and comments about this episode, please do share, this, uh, share them with us on LinkedIn. 
Thank you for listening. Until the next time. Bye. Bye. Go to Thrive Podcasts. Empower people to be happy before, during, and after work.